Hey there, friends. Before we jump into this week's episode, I just want to invite you to email me questions. We've been talking about disciple making and discipleship. If you have questions about what it means to be a disciple or how we make disciples, spiritual growth, or even just general Bible questions, I'd be happy to answer those questions for you. And so email me, john at johnwicker.net, john at johnwicker.net. Email me any questions you have along these lines. And sometime in the next few weeks, I want to pull those together and just spend an episode or two uh, looking at those questions and exploring some of your questions on what it means to be a disciple and make disciples, or again, even just any general Bible questions that you might have. So email those to me, and I look forward to exploring those together with you in the weeks ahead. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Hey there, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Bible in Life podcast. My name is John Whitaker, and uh, thanks for joining me here on The Bible and Life. I'm glad that you're here. I'm grateful for you. If you are a friend and supporter of this podcast, uh, whether that means financial support or prayer support for this podcast, let me just extend a heartfelt thanks to you. You are uh, bearing fruit through this ministry and through your prayers and your support in ways beyond what Uh, we can even ask or imagine. So thanks a ton for your support. If you're new here and this is your first time checking out the Bible in Life, welcome. Grateful that you found us and that you're here. My goal on this podcast is to provide what I like to call blue jeans theology. And by that, I mean just simple, clear, down-to-earth Bible teaching that's really rooted in the context of everyday life and the language of everyday life to help us follow Jesus in the midst of our everyday life. So that's what we're all about, blue jeans theology. And over the last handful of weeks on the podcast, what we have been exploring is just what it means to be a disciple and to make disciples. And we've just talked about some of really the important principles or themes that govern that for us and guide us in that. The reality is, uh, even though there's a lot of talk about Jesus-style disciple-making or Jesus-style discipleship today, and yes, I agree with that, but we can never do today exactly what was done in Jesus' day. The world has changed so much. We're not first century Judaism that had this well-established model of rabbi and Talmudim, and we're just different, right? And yet there are huge principles from the example of Jesus and the teaching of the apostles that guide us in what it means to be disciples and to make disciples. And so that's what we've been exploring over the last handful of weeks on the podcast is what are some of those principles? What are some of the guidelines? What does it mean to be a disciple and how do we do that? And we've we've said that discipleship essentially entails attaching ourselves to Jesus to learn from him how to do life his way, Uh, to be with Jesus, to become like Jesus. That's essentially what it means to be a disciple, whether that means us ourselves, right, being a disciple, or even making disciples, that's what we're helping other people do, be with Jesus to become like him. We've also said over the last handful of weeks that this this learning, this being with Jesus, this learning to become like Jesus, that being a disciple 
always involves a life-on-life life transfer. It's not just an information transfer. It's not just uh, if, you, if you know enough Bible and you know enough theology, then boom, you got it figured out. But there's a life-on-life life transfer. That's why attachment with Jesus is so central. We must be with him so that he can pour his life into us. We can see how he handled situations. That's why you have the four gospels, right? And they tell stories about Jesus. So we get pictures of how Jesus interacted with people and what he did in his teaching. So we're with him through the text of scripture. We're with him personally because he's risen and alive and with us by his spirit now. So we're with him and he pours his life into us. It's also why relationships with other people is so crucial. We need their guidance. We need their help. We need their example, their concrete example for us to, to show us what uh, living like Jesus looks like, right? We need others. Not only that, um, we, we need others because it's really in relationship where we begin to be like Jesus, that there's this one anothering that happens. We talked about that and uh, love one another, serve one another, bear one another's burdens. It's in this way that we learn to love like Jesus loved. And so that's very important. So there's always uh, in being a disciple and making disciples, there needs to be a life on life transfer. We also said that uh, we can be very much a beginner and still be a disciple, right? That it's it's not performance-based. You don't have to be perfect to be a disciple. You're simply a person who recognizes who Jesus is, the wisdom he has, that he is who he said he is, and you want to learn from him how to do life his way. And so you attach yourself to him on that basis. And so you could be very much rudimentary at it, very uh, preliminary and basic and kind of a beginner at it. And you can still be a disciple because you're learning and you're watching and you're listening and you're taking it in from Jesus and you're trying to understand him, trying to put into practice what he tells you to do. It's based on submitting to Jesus as our rabbi and our leader and beginning to do what he teaches, not perfecting it all, right? Just beginning to do it and taking him at his word. So we can be very much a beginner and still be a disciple. And we've also said that this learning happens in an environment of grace, where even though we are a beginner, and even though we're not perfect, and even though we're a work in progress, it's there's grace and God looks on us with favor. And God receives us and welcomes us gladly with kindness and love and favor. And where our performance doesn't determine the nature of our relationship with God and with Jesus and with the Spirit, but we, we exist in this circle of grace, this environment of grace, where that's the whole context in which we're operating. So today, what I want to do on this episode is I want to wrap up this whole series, and I'd like to focus... By way of wrap-up, what is the central mode of operating for disciples of Jesus? Like, what is, like, if we had to summarize the key modus operandi, right? The key mode of operating for disciples of Jesus, what is that? So I want to look at uh, a couple short passages out of Galatians chapter 5 that help us see what really is at the heart of the way we operate and the way we do life and how we live and conduct ourselves and carry out our life as disciples of Jesus. The first one is Galatians chapter 5. And I just let me just read verses 5 and 6. He says this, For we... Through the Spirit, notice that, we'll talk a little bit more about that here in a little bit. We, through the Spirit, by faith, 
are waiting for the hope of righteousness. We're looking forward to the time when God makes everything right. That's the hope of righteousness, the hope of the fact that we have been given righteousness, but also the hope that righteousness will fully come someday when God makes everything right. And so we are living in this present time um, as participants in the new creation, but looking forward to the fulfillment and the the final ultimate new creation when God makes all things new and everything's right. And we're doing that by faith through the Spirit. Then he says this, verse 6, For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. You got to know the context of Galatians to know why he mentions that here. And we don't have tons of time to look at that. I would direct you to my listener's commentary on the entire book of Galatians. It has the backstory, which will help you understand what's going on in Galatians. And then it walks you paragraph by paragraph through the book of Galatians. But in a nutshell, the Galatians were being influenced by some Jews, probably Jewish believers, who were teaching them that if you really want to be part of Abraham's family and really be part of the people of God and really be in a right relationship with God, you need to keep the Jewish law, the Old Testament law, especially the visible marks of that, circumcision, food laws, and things like that. Paul here says, that's really not what counts. That means nothing. That's not the essence of it. What is the essence of it? And here's the first phrase I really want us to pay attention to on what is our mode of operating. He says, circumcision and uncircumcision doesn't mean anything, but faith working through love. Faith operating. Faith working. Faith being energized and empowered through love. That faith gets its energy and its work and its power through love. Faith working through love. So what is faith? That, like, so that's, our, that's, our, that's like our key phrase. We'll add a little bit more to it here in a second, but that's at the heart of it. Our mode of operating is faith working through love. So what's faith? Well, faith, the Greek word pistis or pistos, uh, faith is essentially involves several elements like confidence. Faith entails confidence. We have confidence in Jesus and who he is, and what he accomplished. We have confidence in his resurrection. So there's confidence. There's trust. Faith entails trust. Because we have confidence in him, we trust him. We figure he's smart. He knows what he's talking about. He's wise. That his way of doing life is the best. That his instructions actually are good for us, good for the world, and so we trust him. Uh, we trust his promises. What he said he can do, he'll do. So we have confidence in Jesus, and we trust him. And then the other component is loyalty, allegiance and loyalty, faithfulness. The same word that's translated faith often has a sense of faithfulness in Greek. And so those three components, like we, we have confidence in Jesus, we trust Jesus, and we're loyal to him, um, that we stick with him, and we're faithful to him, and we, we don't cheat on him, we, we don't have one foot with Jesus and one foot with the world and one foot with other teachers. Jesus is our guy. He's our teacher. He's our rabbi as his disciple, and so we're loyal to him. We trust him. We have confidence in him, so we do what he says. Maybe not perfectly, uh, maybe pretty rudimentary, but we're, we're working on it. We're putting it into practice, right? Uh, that's why the Apostle Paul, for example, in the book of Romans can say that he was called to be an apostle uh, to the Gentiles to bring about the obedience of faith. Romans chapter 1 and 
Romans chapter 16, he bookends the book with that. Um, it's a huge theme for the book because of that. Like Paul sees his ministry as bringing about the obedience of faith among the Gentiles. That is the loyalty and the trust that shows up in the way the, the, the Gentiles act because of their confidence and their faith in Jesus. Obedience of faith, right? Or the, the book of James, classic on faith, James chapter 2. And people have said, how, how does that fit in with the Apostle Paul? It fits in perfectly. Paul's trying to bring about the obedience of faith. James is saying faith without works is dead. Like faith, because it, it's confident in Jesus and it trusts him and is loyal to him, uh, faith is going to begin to do the kinds of things that Jesus taught us to do. And so we're learning that. We may... At first, not be very good at it, but we're going to get better. We're works in progress, right? And so we, we are doing it. We're, we're practicing it. We're, we're trusting Jesus and putting into practice his words. And so that's what faith is. And so we, we attach ourselves to Jesus because of our confidence and because of our loyalty, and we trust his word, and we just begin to put it into practice. And so faith is really how discipleship begins. Faith is how discipleship grows. Faith is the entire way discipleship matures. This confident trust and loyalty to Jesus. Faith. Um, so faith working through love. This, this kind of faith that we just described, working, operating through love. And biblical love is, while it in can include the feelings. It's not based on feelings. It's not driven by feelings. Biblical love, um, feelings are more like the caboose of the train, not the engine of the train. In biblical love, um, loyalty and commitment are the engine that drive the train. Um, biblical love is this commitment to another for their good and their well-being, regardless of what we get out of it ourselves. That's biblical love. And the uh, Jesus taught us that the two greatest commandments are to love God and to love our neighbor as ourself, right? To love God with every part of us, with our whole being. Uh, love God with your heart, soul, strength, and mind. Every part of you, every facet of your humanity, love God with that and love your neighbor as yourself. And it's this sort of self-giving commitment uh, to another person, regardless of how we feel or regardless of what we get out of it. That's why we even love our enemies, we don't have to feel good about them and have strong affection for them, but we're still committed to their good and to their well-being. Um, and so we love. So our faith is operating in and through and by love, love for God, uh, love for our neighbor, love for our enemies. And because we love them, we, we want the best for them. Because we love them, we are... Uh, doing good for them. Because we love them, we want to bless them and pray for them and serve them, right? And all of that. And so faith working through love. There's a brand new book that just came out in the last couple of weeks called Resilient, Resilient by David Young. It's probably the very best book I have read on the current state of affairs in America, North America, Western culture in general, where we're at and where we're heading right now in Western culture, and how we as followers of Jesus can live faithfully in this uh, present time period. It gives all sorts of uh, real concrete examples without being alarmist. 
It gives really great wisdom for how to navigate some of the rough choices that are um, we're already facing and the ones that are lying ahead for us. Great little book, Resilient by David Young. Um, but in, in this book, he actually talks about uh, the kinds of love that we and the order of love that we need to have as the people of God. Let me just read you these little descriptions because I think it will help us understand what it means to, to practice faith working through love. He says this, it means that we love God first and love him for his own sake and not for what we get out of it, although we know that loving God satisfies our heart's deepest desires and needs. And so we love God first and we love him for his own sake. And then we love others for the love of God. So that's the second thing. We love others with the very love of God, also for God's sake. And again, not for what we get out of it, not for how it makes us feel. Although we know that loving others for the sake of God actually brings good, great joy and makes life work better. And then third, um, we love ourselves, he says, third, as image bearers of God, but once again, only for God's sake and never for our own sake, although loving ourselves for the sake of God actually brings great peace in life. And so we love ourselves for God's sake, because God made us, because God called us to himself, because God forgave us, because God has a plan for us. And so for God's sake, we love ourselves. And then um, he says, lastly, and and we refuse to love any object or anything. Instead, we only use our stuff, again, once again, for God's sake, with the love of God. I think that's really helpful for us to remember uh, that this is the way it goes. We love God first for his sake and not for our own sake. We love ourselves uh, for God's sake, not for our own sake. And then we love others for God's sake and not what we get out of it. And all of that keeps things properly ordered. And then a little later in that same chapter in the book, uh, David Young then actually says this about what happens when we get our loves out of order. In fact, the point he's making is that when we are so influenced by the world around us, what happens is our loves get all out of whack and that leads us astray. And so he says, uh, when we're influenced by culture, we have every sort of disordered love, disinterest in the love of God loving others for what we get out of them and what they can do for us, loving ourselves for the sake of our own pleasure, and then loving stuff rather than just using stuff for the sake of the glory of God. And when we, when our loves get disordered, that's when our relationships and our life begins to spiral out of control and we make a mess of things. And so we want to have deeply rooted biblical love where we love God first and we love him for his sake. And then we love others uh, as we love ourselves, again, for the sake of God and for the glory of God and for the good of God. And so we love. And it's that kind of love then that becomes the engine that drives our life based on our faith in Jesus. Faith working through love. That is at the heart of how we operate as disciples of Jesus. Now, there's one more thing I would add to that uh, that comes up just a few sentences later in Galatians 5 that was actually hinted at in the first uh, little verse we read. So 5, 5 says, through the spirit by faith we're waiting. And then he talks about faith working through love. And then a few sentences later in Galatians 5, 16, he talks about the power of the Holy Spirit. He says in Galatians 5, 16, walk by the spirit and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. The flesh refers to 
the, the fallen way of life, the fallen human culture, uh, the, the fallen human desires that are within us that we've learned from our own family of origin and that we learn from the culture around us and that we learn from our own brokenness. So don't don't go about your life according to the fallen desires and the fallen wishes and the fallen ambitions of this world, the flesh. Instead, walk by the Spirit. Walk in partnership with the Spirit. And so to put that together with faith working through love, I would say, here's the way disciples operate. We operate by faith working through love in the power of the Spirit. That's how we operate. That's our complete way of doing life as disciples. At the heart of our mode of living on a daily basis is faith operating through love by the power of God's Spirit. As we walk in partnership with God's Spirit, He strengthens us and teaches us and enables us to become increasingly filled with the love of God and confidence and trust and loyalty to Jesus. Faith working through love by the power of the Spirit. Now, in other places, I've talked about what, how do you walk by the Spirit and what does that mean? In fact, in my Basics of Spiritual Growth class that's inside the study hub uh, on the Listener's Commentary website, or you can uh, purchase a subscription to all my courses on johnwhitaker.net. In that course, I have a whole little section on how do you walk by the Spirit. Um, but in an, in, in an essence, walking by the Spirit entails, again, attachment, where it's being with. We attach ourselves to God's Spirit, who now lives with us and in us, and we go about life attached to Him. That's the fundamental thing. He's our walking partner in life, and to walk means the way we go about life. So we go about life with Him, in relationship with Him, attached to Him. We put specific activities in our life, uh, practices and habits and spiritual disciplines, to help us stay attached to God via the Spirit. And that attachment then uh, enables the Spirit to be like our transforming friend in life who teaches us His way, and we increasingly have new fruit that's produced in us. And so our characters change from the inside out, and we begin to routinely and habitually um, act the way Jesus would act if He were in our place, with love, joy, peace, and patience, and so on and so forth. And that's why when you walk by the Spirit, you will not carry out the, the aims and ambitions and desires of the flesh. So as disciples of Jesus, as we wrap up this series on living and being a disciple, um, that's the heart of it. That's how we should live. Uh, faith in, in Jesus operating through love of God and love of others in the power of the Spirit. That's our complete operating system as disciples of Jesus. And I'm, I'm for one, I'm still learning how to do that well. I'm, I'm not perfect at it. I'm guessing you probably aren't too. Uh, and yet, I do this in the circle of grace where God looks on me with favor and smiles on me with love. And thus, I know that the progress I'm making is enabled by him and that he and I um, are on good terms because of what he has done for me through Jesus. And so, uh, though I'm not perfect at it, I continue to move forward gracefully gratefully, thankfully, uh, humbly walking by the Spirit as he fills me with the love of God uh, and strengthens my faith in Jesus Christ. Faith operating through love in the power of the Spirit. And I pray that's super clear and helpful to you as you just begin to reflect on what would it look like for you to live that way, uh, to carry out your discipleship to Jesus that way, because that's our operating system as disciples of Jesus.
So thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Bible and Life podcast. I pray this series on uh, being and making disciples has been helpful to you. If you have questions, again, just to restate, if you have any questions, like I said at the beginning of this episode, uh, I would love for you to email them to me, message me. Uh, my email is john at johnwhitaker.net, john at johnwhitaker.net. Just email them to me. I would love to take some questions, whether it be on spiritual growth, whether it be on a specific thing we've talked about, about discipleship. So anything about discipleship, spiritual growth, or even just a general Bible question, shoot them to me. And here in the next few weeks, I'll do an episode or two, depending on the number of questions, just answering your questions uh, along this line of discipleship, spiritual growth, or just Bible questions in general. Thanks a ton for your support. May God bless you as you walk with him. I look forward to talking with you again next week.